Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. To get you the sports any way that he can. It's Mike Francis on. From the studios at WFAN, this is Mike Zahn and Francesca on the fan on this Tuesday, the 12th day of November. A little nippy out there today. Winter's coming. Uh, is it ever? You know, as you get older, you hate winter. You just do. I don't know what it is. Or why it, I never like winter anyway, I have to admit. I never was a winter guy. I've always been a summer guy, but I've always liked hot weather. But I have to admit, as you get older, you just can't stand it. I mean, the idea of it coming just puts you in a bad mood. It just does. You know, there's a, you know, you know, it's not just November. It's and you can live with it till Christmas. You can't live with it past Christmas. Christmas, you start thinking about, oh, you know, how many days to pitches and catches, NCAA tournament. Can I get through these two months of just this drudgery? It gets dark at 4 o'clock. It's slushy. It's cold. It's ugly. Ugh, and there's nothing going on once football ends. I mean, it's the, uh hate those days. hate those days. But that's for another day. We've got plenty to talk about today. Baseball will be front and center. We have uh, Brody later on. Brody will join us 5 o'clock hour. It'll be GM week, obviously. Uh, Brody, 5 o'clock. Cash tomorrow. Alonzo, the MVP. And, you know, it's a funny thing. Why everyone gets sucked in every time. There's always in these easy votes, these automatic votes, these guys who are automatic to win the award, whether it's an MVP, a Cy Young, a Rookie of the Year, whatever, one clown always in an attempt to get some attention leaves the obvious guy off and the rest of the media goes nuts, you know, gives him a ton of negative attention, but gives him attention and everyone does the same. Oh, take away his vote. Oh, who cares? I mean, who cares if the guy got 29 out of 30 or or if he didn't get every ballot for the Hall of Famer? Who cares? And it's all done deliberately every time. So someone can get attention. That's all it is. So, I mean, everyone falls for the same trap every single time. This time there was one guy who didn't get it, – it, listen, if you want to make a fool out of yourself and not give Alonzo the first-place vote for rookie of the year, then be a fool. Who cares? Why give him attention? Just realize the guy's a fool and move on. But Alonzo, the winner, will join us today. What a year for him. I mean, just an incredible year when you think about it. Uh, the news today, and to me, this is not news. Here's your, here's your news flash. Cass says we're going to go after big pitchers. Oh, stop the presses. The Yanks, are gonna, Yanks didn't win again, and now they're gonna, they're, there's better pitching on the market than there's been in like 10 years, and the Yankees are going to go after the pitchers. What a shock. Oh, be still my heart. I don't know what to do with that that startling, uh, you know, newsflash. The Yankees are going to go after guys like Cole or Strasburg or Bumgarner. I mean, really? The flash would be we're not going after them. That would be the flash. We're going after them doesn't surprise anybody. But they are going after them, as you would expect. So Cash will join us tomorrow. Brody today. Alonzo in about a half hour to... 
discuss his wonderful year, and it was a brilliant, brilliant season. You know, the thing about Alonzo more than anything else, yes, the home runs are staggering. Yes, his staying away from slumps for any period of time was staggering. Yes, uh, the way he handled every every day of it, every week of it, all the attention, uh, home run derby, uh, you know, as the record got within reach, uh, just the way he became the face of the franchise, and he handled every bit of it with as much grace and uh, as much poise as you could ever expect. You know, we saw Derek Jeter do this, and you'd say, wow, that was startling to see a young guy, you know, come into a team, uh, and he did it with a better team, but to come into a team and just become such a natural at all that stuff, well, Alonzo's the same way. He just, he handles it so easily. He became the face of the franchise very quickly. He's be, he is the leader of the team, and he is he is the face of the franchise, and he's all those wonderful things at a age of twenty four, and he burst on the scene, and you know, like it was expected, and for him maybe it was expected. I mean, not that anybody expected going into that many home runs, but the point is that he knew he would be a success. You know, it's funny. I I, I harken back to the interview I did with McNeil last year when McNeil came up, and he really hit well. And I said to McNeil, uh, will Alonzo hit here? And he said, not even a doubt. He will hit and hit with power. And that stuck with me because it was last September. And boy, was he right on the money. About both of them. I mean, they, remember when you first heard those guys make the move? You know, the first time I noticed those guys was when they made the move from AA to AAA because they were ripping AA apart. So they put them in AAA and they went to AAA and ripped AAA apart. If you remember. And then they said, ah, it's because everybody hits out in that league. Well, they came to the majors, and they ripped the majors apart. So there's nowhere else to send them. McNeil is what he does, and obviously Alonzo does what he does. And now Alonzo's the rookie of the year, and he'll join us at uh, 3.30 this afternoon. Uh, great football game last night. Best game in a year by far. By far. And I thought the one thing, and I listen, it's not unfair because the kid missed a makeable field goal to win the game. I mean, he made the field goal, hit it dead solid perfect to make it, to hit to get the game into overtime. I mean, he hit it dead solid perfect to get the game into overtime. And then he kicked the worst choke kick you ever seen. I mean, the guy, the holder spun the laces perfect, and he kicked the worst choke kick you ever saw in overtime. But here's the thing. I thought they got absolutely screwed on a spot. I thought the spot was ap- was absolutely a first down. I think if you – I couldn't believe – now, they never want to – they never want to move – those kind of marks. They never do. When you get a spot, they don't want to move it. Where it lands, that's it. I thought he got terrible, terrible placement. I thought he got a terrible spot. And I thought it was even clear on the replay that he got a first down, which would have at least allowed them to get 10 yards closer or 8 yards closer or who knows how long it would a field goal would have been. Instead, he missed what was a makeable, still a makeable field goal. And... The other thing where I thought Seattle blew it, for those of you who stayed with the game last night, they get the ball back with a minute and 50-some-odd left. They have a timeout. Seattle has none. Now, I'm thinking there, you're deep in your own territory. You're going to try and attack, but... How about you just don't want to go three and out and give the ball back to Wilson again? 
So I would have run it on first down. And I'm thinking this firsthand, folks, firsthand. Run it on first down. Get the game inside a minute. Secure the tie. And then attack down the field in the last 30, 40 seconds of the game. Get a penalty, get a play, and go. But at least lock up that tie now. Instead, they go three and out, never get close, don't use any time, give the ball back to Wilson, and on third and three, Wilson spins out of it and does the one thing you don't want him to do there and run and gets the yardage for the the field goal and then wins it. I would have played that a little differently. That's me. Uh, I would have taken the – I wouldn't have given them the ball back. I would have taken that. If they got the ball back, they're getting it backward just enough to take a knee and get out of there with a tie. Because uh, Seattle couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't stop the clock. So they were in control of the clock completely, and they let Seattle get the game. So I, I thought that was a mistake. But, again, you're talking about a win versus a tie. It wasn't a win versus a win. Uh, I didn't think they were going to go undefeated anyway, so it's not a killer thing as far as that's concerned. Um, Knicks are in the news. The only way they can be in the news, and that is if they're firing a coach, because otherwise, why would they be in the news? Um, it sure looks like they are. I haven't been around the Knicks in a long time. I mean, I know the guys there pretty well. I don't know. I don't know the coach well. I know the other guys well, and they really—I don't know what's going on there. But what they did to him was not not something they would do with either without prompting or something's going on because the move they pulled was really nasty on the coach. And if they did that, they were either told to do it or there's been a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about because that's not their way. Listen, Mills hasn't done a good job, but he's not. He's a, he is a classy guy. I, he would not have pulled that move on the coach, I don't think, unless he was told to or – there's something going on, and he already knew the coach was a dead man walking. I think the coach is. They, the way they handled that thing that night told me that he's out. It's just a question of when. And you can just watch for it. I don't know what day it's coming, but it's coming. They wouldn't have done that to him otherwise. Now, I don't know where it's coming from, but that doesn't matter. I mean, they're a bad team. They have bad players. They're not a good team. But he could say they're a good team, and they're not a good team. They're not even close to being a good team. So, uh, and, and now, do I think the coach done a great job? No, I don't. But I don't think they've done a good job either. So I don't think anybody there has done a good job, obviously. So uh, he'll leave with a bunch of money and not much else. Maybe he'll get another job. We'll see. Probably have to take a job as an assistant first, but we'll see what happens. But I would say the day you can count the days. After what you saw the other night, you can count the days probably uh, very, very few before you see some kind of change there. What's going to happen? Who's coming in? I don't know. We'll see what happens. But again, who really cares? Until they get some players, what's the difference? And the Nets shake it up. I just go to the Nets the other day. I do an interview with Levy. He's telling me all these plans he's got, and now he's out. Now, I don't know what happened there, but he's out. So the guy is running the Nets and running the Barclays Center. You know, I go over there that day, do the interview. One of the interviews I do is with him. He's also on the uh, intercom board. And makes the big move there. He's there. He's got all these big plans he's telling me about. Next thing you know, he's out. So I don't know what happened, but... Must have been a doozy. I mean, he's went from all these plans, just got there, and now he's out. So David Lee's out with the Nets, so and, and with the Barkley Center. So that's that's surprising, very surprising. As a matter of fact, um, you know, I saw that 
I wondered about questions about the tackle making the point about not ever taking snaps, and now you see how they've covered that up. Well, what he meant to say was he never took snaps with the first team. Yeah, that's not what he said. He said he never took a snap a tackle anywhere. So now they've tried to amend it because they know that makes the coaching staff look really bad. And remember, he didn't. this wasn't a tight end that they popped in a tackle. This is a guy who they sent to the game as a backup tackle. He's wearing a tackle number, and he was on a depth shot as a tackle. And now I understand he was behind Gates, but Gates was already in the game uh, for the right tackle, and they have to put him in at left tackle, and he's listed as the backup tackle. He's wearing a tackle number. It's not like he was a tight end that they put in a tackle. He's, he's a tackle. He might not have played tackle in the league, but he's a tackle because he's on their depth shot as a tackle, and he's wearing 79. And how he had never seen a snap in his life. Uh, so they tried to skirt around that one. But that was not pretty. Not pretty at all. In a week of not pretty, that was pretty ugly. And they get a week off while the uh, Jets get a game they can win. And uh, it's not a great week of games this week. You know, um, as far as where the league is at the midway point, it's... You know, it's it's a decent season. It's not a great season, but there's enough teams there that'll make the second half interesting. None of them in New York, but there's enough there. There's enough questions about the Pats to make at least a couple of things interesting in the in the AFC and the NFC uh, is a little more wide open this week. Although I I'm not going to make that much about a team stubbing their toe like the uh, Saints did once. That happens every year. Teams have that one day every year. So I mean, if it happens again, they lose this week. Cause for concern. One week against the rival in the Falcons, you can live with it. It happens. You don't like it, but you can live with it. it happens almost. There. That's why it's hard to go undefeated, you know, because you're going to have a day like that where nothing goes right and you give a bunch of sacks and you can't get out of your own way. And next thing you know, you're deep in the game and you can't get started. And that's what happened to the Saints against the Falcons last week. So we've got a lot, of, lot to do today. Busy show, as we said. Uh, Brody later in the 5 o'clock hour. Alonzo coming up in a couple of minutes. Everything else, we'll get it all rolling right after this. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.